back to the Doctor Who Flashcast. I am Jason Snell, and we are talking about Season 11, Episode 7 of Doctor Who. It is Kerblam! Exclamation point. And joining me to discuss this episode is James Thompson! Exclamation point. So, you know, I just wanted to say first that I really love Jodie Whittaker's Doctor and this new series in general. So when I spend the next half an hour to an hour having a go at this episode bear that in mind yeah i i'm gonna do a little uh little content warning here for people who like to listen to this podcast because it says nice things about a show that you love um skip this episode because i didn't like this episode either (laughs) (laughs) so yeah kerblam let's talk about it um this is an episode in which the doctor and her friends get uh first off the doctor gets a delivery it is a fez which uh, Matt Smith several years ago said I could just order a fez right and this is uh, the result is that she gets a fez delivered to her in the time vortex by a kerblam glowy whatever I don't know whatever it's funny and uh, but written on the packing slip is the words help me and so they decide to go off to a moon that is an, uh, a kerblam uh, Kerblam is the Amazon of this galaxy apparently uh, a kerblam moon uh, that is a warehouse and they discover that there are 10% of the workers, uh, as defined by, I guess, each robot. There are robots that look like people, and then there are people, and 10% of those workers are humans, and then the rest of them are robots, which I, I don't know about all other robots that aren't personified in human shape and how they fit in. But this basically, they've been guaranteed 10% of the workforce. So this episode is obviously commenting on the idea that humans are going to be replaced by robots in the workforce, and this has a huge problem. People are very grateful to have a job. They're treated badly. They have ankle monitors. There are always robots around every corner spying on them and getting them back to work. Then they can take their breaks, and then they have to get back to it. We meet a bunch of characters. There's a there's a, a kid who works in the um, the uh, the maintenance area that Graham meets. Um, there's uh, Kira who is met by the doctor uh, and is a very friendly uh, woman who works in the uh, kind of loading area. And uh, and we meet the head of human resources. Uh, quite literally, she's in charge of the humans. We meet a mean manager named Mr. Slade. And uh, uh, and it turns out, of course, that as is usual in a Doctor Who episode, they uncover many things uh, that are secret. Uh, people have been disappearing. And you think that this is going to go in a particular direction, which is that the people have been disappearing because the robots have been killing them, um, including the very nice man, Dan, who uh, who gives a lot of advice and then is sent downstairs where he disappears. Um, it turns out in a twist that this is actually the system is calling for help, the Kerblam system, that it has been subverted by uh, our our friend uh, Charlie, who is the, the kid who works down in maintenance. And he is actually a terrorist who is going to blow up a bunch of people when they get their Kerblam packages. Oh, the irony of Kerblam being the name when their bubble wrap explodes because he's made the bubble wrap explosive. Uh, and this is all to, he's going to kill all these people to to make people not trust Kerblam uh, or something in order to get human rights and for them to have more um more percentage of of the workforce or something like that it's kind of i think not very clear and that's one of the issues i have with this episode so that's what happens in kerblam um 
Yeah, I I think I think my number one thing that I would describe this episode is confused. I don't think this episode knows what it's trying to say. It tries a lot of different things. It throws a bunch of things in the pot, but I never found it. I didn't find it coherent at any point. What did you think? Yes, I I was kind of expecting going into this that it was going to be a biting satire on like Amazon and consumerism and all that. So I was kind of looking forward to it on that level. And uh, it really wasn't that at all. And it's like, you know, you know, it was like, oh, maybe the giant corporation is uh, is evil. Maybe the AI in charge of the facility is evil. Perhaps it's the cartoonish executive who is evil. No, apparently it's the idealistic youth that wants better treatment of the human workers uh, is the true monster, not capitalism. Yeah. Uh, and it, th- there was a couple of things. I mean, like, I liked some things about the episode, definitely. Um, I I liked the... Um I liked the visual look of it. I liked the, the robots and things like that. They had that sort of uh, straddling between, you know, cute, nice design and clearly evil, but not evil. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So the biggest problem I have with it is the treatment of Kira and also the treatment of Charlie. Yeah. Uh, Because, like, Kira is killed off by the computer to sort of get the attention of Charlie. And nobody really kind of seems to care. Yeah. I mean... He cares a little, not enough to actually change his plans or anything. I mean, why didn't the computer kill him? Um, I mean, it had a go, but... And Dan, you know. Dan is our Doctor Who death, right? Where early on, people die in Doctor Who episodes early on to set the stakes and to say that this yeah. is dangerous. Kira dies very late in the episode with about 10 minutes left to go. She, we're supposed to care about her because she's a, a nice person and we've met her and she seems smart and she's trying to do the best she can. When she's killed... I would say it's kind of cruel how she's killed on so many levels. She is a sad person who never gets presents and didn't have a family and is given a present that explodes. It's really kind of sick and awful. And the revelation then is that the system who the doctor is here to save, as you said, did it to get Charlie's attention or make him think about how it makes him feel when somebody dies, which is so strange. And it doesn't really have an impact on them. And and so her death seems kind of meaningless and again it's so this episode is so confused about what it's trying to say because as you said in the end the person who is advocating for uh human rights is the monster who has who has been setting up this attack where he's going to kill all these people and so the doctor foils the attack and like gives the power of the company back to the the people to get their percentage or to negotiate better wages afterward it's just it is it is a yep. mess and and like her that this uh woman that we're supposed to empathize with a lot her, her basic message is packages make p- people happy you know yes all, the consumerism, consumerism is good is good exactly right exactly right and and yep go ahead no, no, no. I, I was just going to say that there's like so much, so many things in this where it's like, you know, I, I just thought it was going to go one way. And, you know, we've had, uh, you know, six episodes so far where, you know, the it's been fairly sort of, I don't want to say left wing, but, you know, the kind of like sort of 
highlighting all these sort of things and you know one of the things at the moment is like how amazon is treating people in their factories and and the sort of general uh consumerism and 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 automation to a certain extent Mm -hmm. but the message of this is no no that's all fine um or at and, the very least, the message is, while we've satirized all of that, in the end, in this case, the real villain is the person who's trying to create social change. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and through violence, through violence, which is bad, but still, what a strange choice. And that's bad in itself. And then Charlie, so the, the doctor, so the, he has this you know, not particularly workable plan of every supervillain that, you know, all these robots are going to... Uh, teleport out with the packages and everybody of course is going to pop the bubble wrap because everybody does that um i mean i do it sometimes but uh you know i i assumed that the the things in set inside were also get to be explosives in some fashion but anyway so she has this plan okay we will deal with this i've only got a few minutes so i shall make all the packages i'll make the robots deliver them to themselves and i thought great you know that just solves the problem and she says, and then I'll have them trigger the bubble wrap. And it's like, wh- why? Why did you need to do that? They, they weren't going to go off. They were just going to sit there until somebody uh, squeezed the bubble wrap. So if you'd just done the first bit, they would have all just like stayed exactly where they were. And they could have gone and apprehended Charlie. And she knew that they were going to explode. And he's running around there. And yeah. she doesn't like say... <sighs> You probably want to leave because they're going to blow up or maybe I'll override this last command I gave. Don't do that bit. But no, she doesn't. So it just, I don't think it was intended that way, but it just came off as a kind of like, ah, we'll just kill him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think. And, and also I should say, so this season, a lot of times it's been the fir- person you think is the villain is not actually the villain. That's a thing that is a theme of this season, which is fine. Except in this case, I think it was a mistake because what they did was they set up the the obvious subject of criticism and then undercut it by having it not be the villain. And I think the cleverness is um, the cleverness does not it's not worth undercutting that thing and yes i i I will admit i think if you're going to do this story um you need to have it really be a satire of amazon and i wanted to see that and the fact that it backed away from some of that i find really kind of troubling like there's so many things to talk about here in terms of the issues this is about robots replacing people and this idea that only 10 percent of the people there's this you know basically a union negotiation that's allowed that some people will get to work but most people don't which is also opens up to the question of who's buying all these packages if mm. only 10 percent of the of the people can work or half the people can work and many of them don't have enough money to buy anything um they just have to work at the kerblam factory so it's uh or or shipping depot i guess so that's all like just it, it seems so confused about what it wants to be and it wants to skate by on the robots who are are fine but i feel like we've seen these kinds of robots before um i just i really wanted this to be more biting about the 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 mistreatment of workers my favorite part is when the robots are continually uh bugging yaz and dan when they're trying mm. to go from place to place and basically being told that's a direct, you know, commentary on Amazon workers who have to, you know, pee in jars and things like that because yeah, they're afraid uh, to take a and break. And the, 
the ankle monitors as well, yes. that, that sort of level of thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, and as you say, but then they just come, they, they sort of touch on that and set it up that this this is going to be the, the, the big bad for the episode. Uh, and yeah, it's kind of, I don't think they would have done that with any of the other, like the, the historical episodes that we've had or things like that, or, you know, um, so, you know, it's a, it's a fairly serious issue and it's a current issue. So yeah. Yeah. I, also, I didn't like it. You contrast the uh, the warehouse stuff, which I think was fairly effective and the dark warehouse with robots that are watching you and your every move and then eventually they kill you. Um, and you contrast that with where they where the doctor and Ryan have Kira, which is this cartoonishly small, like three yes. bins <laughs> where boxes come on, on a conveyor belt and you throw them or you, you know, it, it, or you wrap them and you throw them down. First off, it doesn't make any sense that that would not be automated. And if this yeah. is a place where you're using humans, it, 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 it nothing happens there. It doesn't seem like it's really moving very fast. This is this enormous warehouse, and yet it doesn't seem particularly busy in this one place. And that leads to another criticism I have of this episode, which is it's so ambitious to have a moon with a warehouse in it. There's like seven people. It, they were told there are 10,000 yeah. employees. We never see more than a handful of them. The whole place feels completely empty. And I think I get why that is necessary budgetarily, but it's a mistake because but, the whole you can't have this thing feel like an empty warehouse. But I mean, once they go through um, Chekhov's shoot that they uh-huh. you know, <laughs> indicate and we go down into the, the sub level, they do the whole sort of Toy Story 2 uh, conveyor belt thing sure and it's your monsters reasonable. monsters and corporate monsters well, thing okay or- so it, it's reasonable the shots that are in it are well done however i have not laughed harder at a uh an ellipsis in doctor who because of budget uh in a long <laughs> time for the fact that when we have we so it, at one point we have several characters who jump off of one level or fall off of one level of conveyor down to a lower level and um, at no time do you actually see them on multiple planes. What you see is that they jump off and then there's just a gap and then you cut to them and their feet are like two inches off the, the lower level and they land. And they're like, yes. wow, that was a long drop that nobody saw because it was too expensive. And it was... And then we, uh, then we will emerge out into a small underground cup. And so I would say... I would say at that point, I would rather they spend less money on the giant conveyor belt scene and more money on some other things to make it feel a little bit more like a lived in place. But very clearly it was we have this one shot that's really impressive and everything else is going to be uh, super cheap. So that didn't I mean, I was definitely not feeling it. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think that there are I've seen some criticism of this episode that said that they really en- people say, well, I really enjoyed it, but it kind of fell apart at the end. And yeah. It totally fell apart at the end, but I wasn't really enjoying the first part. It felt like, um, first off, for a, a series that's supposed to have longer running times of its episodes this season, they're, they're making fewer episodes, but with longer running times. This was a 48-minute long episode. It wasn't really longer. It felt like it should have been half an hour long. I felt like it, the, the setup went on forever 
ever and wasn't very clever or interesting mm. in in any way as we went as we went through it. I got it. I mean, the other thing about this being an Amazon satire is it was super on the nose. Um, like there, there, it was not. Uh, you kind of want to have it be like kind of quirky and weird and like I think Russell T. Davis would have done this script way better. I guess is what I'm saying because he seemed very good at taking that direct head on social commentary and then sprinkling in lots of very weird kind of places where it's off model a little bit in order to make you kind of lean forward. Um, I you know I've seen that in, in like Gridlock is a good example of an episode where he does stuff like that. I don't know. It just didn't like all the pieces are here and it just didn't come together. And that's before this incredibly confused ending where it doesn't really know what kind of episode it wants to be. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the other things that bothered me was the the doctor's attitude throughout it because it didn't seem very in keeping with what we'd seen so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, she starts out, like super excited about getting this parcel and it's kind of like an infomercial for Kablam right, at, right. The, at the start. And I thought, oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to find out the, the dark truth to this whole thing. But then there's the, like, they they, they make an offhand comment about the, the robots. And she was like, oh, you know, that's robophobic. Um, some of my best friends are robots. Mm-hmm. And then there's like two robots get their necks snapped and then 10,000 or however many get blown up. And it's like, Okay, so the, the, in, in this world, these robots are not sentient. Also, or some it, of my best friends are robots is a funny line, but when you're trying to do an episode that is commenting on on uh, people being pulled out of the workforce by technology, it's that's the wrong message to send, right? That's the wrong note yeah, to hit, yeah. because then you're saying, oh, maybe it's okay that all humans lose their jobs to technology, which is not what the episode is sort of trying to be about. And that's the uh, back to it being super confusion. And I would say the Doctor is a character. I cannot imagine the Doctor as a character through all of the regenerations. I can't envision her walking into this and and saying you know, and kind of going along with it. I know she's sort of trying to investigate the mystery, but like the doctor I know, she should be overthrowing Kablam, right? Like that that should be yeah, what happens yeah. is Kablam should be, she should be fomenting revolution. I kind of wanted an episode where where the people over up uh, have an uprising or the people and the robots uh, together overthrow management or something like that. Yeah. But instead, you know, we don't, we get her kind of going along with it because even in this place that is full of human rights abuse, and people losing their, you know, the ability to work. Um, her her focus seems to be to solve. It's like solve a little mystery and get it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the whole setup with. I mean, there was there was a, a throwaway line about you know half the people in the galaxy weren't working or didn't have jobs or something, and it wasn't clear if that the ten percent that were allowed in, in Kablam if that was an overall un- unemployment figure for the planet that they were next yeah, to. Yeah, that's how I like got that. it. Was that it's fifty percent human employment, and so the t- an unemployment rate is fifty percent, which is yeah. disastrous from a societal standpoint. And the fact that it's kind of tossed off again, I wanted it to be darker. I wanted it to. To, to lean into that stuff more and I know this is a family show but Doctor Who has done that in the, pla- in the past plenty of times and instead making it again they, you, it comes back to the root assumption here which is I think for the sake of a plot twist 
they make the kid who is likable and his generation, because he specifically says, my generation wants to do things, and they've decided Mm. that they're going to blow everything up. And in the end, he doesn't learn a lesson or change his mind. His friend gets killed by the other side, and he gets blown up because he is too mad to not get blown up by the doctor like it just yeah it, it, it's so frustrating that the, the way that this ends to the the death of kira i i think i think the death of kira is like a disaster for this episode too yeah, because she's I, so likable she's like a little baby carrie mulligan she's such a yeah exactly i thought uh, sally sparrow-esque yes yeah um, right and they kill her off and they don't kill her off in a way that's like oh man this really ups the stakes they kill her off in this completely muddled gross kind of it's it's like is it supposed to be entertaining that this that this uh friendly figure is being sort of innocently opening a package that's going to kill her that's yeah it feels kind of vaguely torture porn-ish to me yeah and they have the kind of meet cute thing in the like break area between the two of them as well and it's like okay you're you're sort of making this bond between them but you know you're showing these two socially awkward people and obviously we're going to be sympathetic to both of them and then you kill both of them. Yeah, um, yeah. I, it's I, it was so. Um, one of the things, just that, uh, as a throwaway thing, the Dan character is played by an extremely well-known UK comedian, mm. Lee Mack, and it, and so you know that kind of like threw me slightly. I knew he was going to be in it, but it was like, oh, we're going to have this very kind of. You know, this was this is going to be the comedy episode or something like that because that's kind of what he's known for, and and the persona that he played in this is pretty much what how he plays things in, in other shows that he's in, um, and yeah, he he's the he's the death. Yeah, uh, as he's, you he's good. But, he's maybe my favorite thing in it when he's there because he's very friendly to Yaz and he's trying to get her to you know not to get the attention of the robots and when she gets the death message basically he takes it from her because he's yeah. like I can do it I've been here a long time I'm going to protect you from this like I really like that character and in fact one of the, one of my notes is oh no Dan <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and he's like, dead. The, I mean I knew he was going to be dead when he said something like oh this little you know medal that my daughter made oh, for yeah. me this oh, will yeah. Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. this will outlast me or something Although, and I thought yeah I want to probably t- five minutes uh, while we're unloading on this episode I will say um that last scene where Yaz basically says I want to take this to his daughter I rolled my eyes so hard at that like that is so lazy so cheap such a oh like we're going to end this with an emotional coda for this character who we met in one scene and and he mentioned in detail the history of his family and this medal so that we could at the end take it to his daughter uh, because when he was killed they took the medal off of him before they they yeah hauled his body away or whatever that was also very it, it wasn't clear and, why those people were being killed either yeah. and who was killing so, them like, so well he says i guess charlie says he was testing he was just testing it on people and so i guess right. he was picking them at random or something like that but anyway the, the i want to take this to his daughter at the end i get what it's trying to do it's this emotional coda because it's sad because that guy you remember died but like first off what about kira uh, and secondly i guess she has nobody to mourn her so maybe one of those characters from the demons from the punjab will come to mourn her um <laughs> but like it's just not earned Again, I, I understand the notes it's trying to strike there, but in my mind, it was not remotely earned in this episode to have it end on an emotional coda after all that's come come before. And the more I think about it, here's the sign, James, like the more we talk about it and the more I think about it, the more 
I find to dislike about this episode. I, I don't, I don't feel like this one is unfolding and like, Oh, I can really appreciate it now. Like, I, I don't think it's, there are lots of episodes that are like, eh, whatever. It was fine. And you could argue that those are the Doctor Who episodes that are maybe the worst in that you've got an ep- you've got a, a rare hour of original Doctor Who and you did something that was kind of not notable and generic. And this is not that, but it is a just it's just a misfire it's just mm. just uh misguided bad choices made um and and yeah this is it was not it was for a season that keeps getting better i would say and i keep saying like am i a self-parody at this point saying uh uh well this is the best episode yet every week but uh i, I this episode finished and i was like yeah well that was the worst one of the season by far clearly <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a fairly high bar of episodes, but I think this is a fairly low episode yeah. that goes under it quite a bit. <laughs> and the, and the other thing that bothers me, that bothered me, I don't know if it was just because I was down on the episode, was the, the kind of the, the throwbacks to previous seasons and things. They start to, f- they were starting to feel slightly more desperate as they went mm. along. You know, it was like when we got the, oh, wasps, oh, did I ever tell you about Agatha Christie? By that point, I was rolling my eyes. It was like, yeah, okay, the fairs, you earned the fairs, that was fine. And then there was, like, there was like two others, I think, in the, in the space of the episode. And I was kind of, I was just like, yeah, we get it. It's Doctor Who. She's Doctor yeah. Who. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, I already at this point have entirely bought into the fact that this is a new series of Doctor Who and this is the Doctor. I don't, I don't need more of that. Yeah, I remember um, when I was in that episode and I was David Tennant. I did like when she says, oh, there's a hidden alcove we can hide in. This is good stuff. Have you ever done this before? I liked that, but even then, it, you're right. And then she, they threw in the wasp thing and I thought that's a little, you're, you're trying too hard here. But again, if you were under the spell of the episode, you might have been delighted by it. I've seen a lot of people kind of squeeing about the uh, the fact that there's explosive bl- bubble wrap, and they think that's such a delightful idea. And I think, yeah, you know, well, I mean, it, it's in, a- in the whole like makes kids afraid of statues, makes sure. kids afraid of bubble wrap. Fine, you know, sure, that, but that- I, I don't take much delight in it because it's used to it's used to murder the nicest to, person to, in the episode. Exactly right, and I'm like, okay, yeah. Anyway. Um, I- mm. And yeah, so I mean, I wrote down a whole bunch of things about the episode, um, and it, it was mostly lots of question marks. And I was like, you know, wh- wh- why did this happen? Why did it happen this way? For an episode and, that is titled with an exclamation point, there are an awful lot of question marks, aren't there? Yeah, I mean, I, for, for all this, I will say, if I could kablam myself one of those twirly 1.0 delivery bots i would get one it it reminded me of vincent from the black yeah i was i was gonna say james don't you know as a as a professional software developer that if you take an old computer and you turn it on and plug it into a new computer you get complete access over the new computer that's how computers work yeah i mean that's the that's you know software 101 but yeah i i I mean I, i like the kind of i did like the um you know, we have the display cases of the old stuff, but again, it felt like kind of 
it, it didn't feel like we were going into the largest facility, you know, in the galaxy that they needed to build on a moon to do this king. Right. You know, it was a reasonably big room with like eight little pods in it and a desk at the front. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, my note is for a place with 10,000 people, this moon has like nine people that we see. It's just not. Yes. It doesn't at any point feel busy, except for that one special effect shot with all of the packages in the big empty space. Well, well you know, like... Uh, judy who was you know in charge of human resources or whatever um and who says that she she just she didn't notice all these people going missing because she can't keep track of these ten thousand people um she had given a present to um kira you know some chocolates and it's like had she like stood out enough and if she had stood out enough to get a present why was she not upset when she was murdered yeah um yeah, I, 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 I'm getting more irate as I talk about the episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I have anything more to say about it. Honestly, I, um, I, I took notes. Um, the oh, I, I wanted to say I found it hilarious, also in a not very good way. That when they get to the end of the package thing, they have the de- decontamination protocol, which involves shooting lasers at things. Which is, yeah. I guess, like if there's a if a raccoon got into the <laughs> packaging, they could shoot the raccoon. But it seems, and all they do is, I mean, they're lasers. All they do is basically run faster, and then they're fine. Yeah, because yeah, um, I mean, yeah. The, one thing that was weird, and I don't know if this was intentional at all, but like the the area like the the where the antique clock was where people get murdered that area was area triple nine or 999 which is the police emergency number and, you know yaz doesn't get sent down there but in the sort of darkness the outfits that those robots were wearing and their hats they kind of reminded me of police uniforms and i was just like thinking is this a deliberate like the 999 and they look a bit like police and and i don't know if that was just me but uh it was just so many little strange choices and decisions and yeah yeah um yeah so you know to sum up capitalism good um I mean, the irony is that, 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 like, the irony is that this podcast was nearly interrupted by the Kablam man because he turned up about three minutes before we started wow. recording. Um, and I, I thought it would have been funny man. if the, he had turned up while we were recording, but uh, no. Yeah, I just, I think it's funny that in an episode that begins with a doctor getting a package from Kablam, I sort of expected that by the end, the coda would be, I'm never ordering anything from them ever again. Yes, and exactly. that doesn't happen. No, it's just like, oh, be careful oh, of that ref- bubble wrap. They'll reform now, I'm sure. Yeah, well, now now it's 50-50 and they get free trips back to the planet or one free trip back to the planet. Oh, it I wasn't clear. Yeah. And, and yeah. and So uh-huh. in a sense, uh, you know, Charlie won. He, he, you know, He affected some, killed some people, change with his horrible And he murder. affected change. So again, what's the message? Mm. Is it that we should be terrorists? I don't know. Uh, well, uh, the good news, James, is that there's another episode next week. So we can just yes. forget about this one and move on. Uh, yes, the Salem Witch Trials, by the looks of yeah. it. So. Well, so thank uh, you for joining me. I'm sorry this is the episode we ended up getting. It's kind of a crapshoot. We don't know what's going to come until we see yeah, it. Well, six good ones. One not, not quite so good one. Not so good. Um, but yeah. hopefully the Doctor will sort of be feeling bad by the next episode, uh, all the death that yeah. she caused. Maybe so. Maybe not. We'll see. All right, onward to the witch trials next time, but uh, that will wrap up this episode of the Doctor Who Flashcast. James, thank you so much for joining me. 
Uh, always a pleasure. And we will see everybody next week. Doctor Who Flashcast on the Incomp